Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh my God, it's another one. Hello. Hi. Zach and I, uh, the hosts of Oldie Buddy Goody, we are still on break for another two weeks And over those two weeks, if you thought we were done with dropping Evil Dead reviews, you were wrong. Because we've got two more coming out, starting with this one. It's the 2013 remake of Evil Dead. And then next week, we're going to be doing Evil Dead Rise to wrap it all up uh, before we're back to talk about movies from the 70s, which is going to be very fun. We are joined by a special guest, Nate, also known as Scorn, in this episode, who uh, joined us to talk about this disgusting Evil Dead movie. Out of all of the ones that we've done, it's been really interesting listening back to this episode because I feel like my opinions on this movie have changed pretty dramatically and not necessarily in the positive way, but uh, that's, 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 not, that's not important at all because we reviewed this a while ago and you're going to hear that review from a while ago straight from the Patreon vault. Speaking of Patreon, patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod. We're going to be dropping a brand new episode on Wednesday. It's a review of a movie called Killer Condom. That's all I'm going to say about it. Here you go. Enjoy the episode. Oh, I will tear your soul apart, daddy. Oh, no. Don't bring that back again for the Patreon. Wait, that's not the line. That's not the line. It's I'll swallow your soul. That was Hellraiser. I messed yeah. it up. Oh, I'm sorry, patrons. <laughs> You just brought back Daddy for no reason, whatever. Is this the intro? I guess it is. Hello. Uh, I guess it's the intro now. Yeah, just roll with it. Just roll with it. It's too late now. What's up, Patreons? Thank you for subscribing to Patreon. We appreciate it. This is a lot of fun. This week, we are wrapping up our Evil Dead series with Evil Dead 2013. Mmm, yes. Someone who loves this movie is in the Discord call with us. Ooh. Who who would that be? It's Daddy Score. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean just Scorn is fine, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I wear the Daddy tag like a a badge of honor. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Hi, hi, boys. How how you going? Hello. Good. Thanks for having me back. No way. Well, you you almost requested to be on this episode. I, I think I may have threatened with physical violence if I wasn't allowed back <laughs> for this episode. <clears throat> It seems to be how I get my way with things. I, I need to get on top of that. And why this particular movie, Scorn? Why is this the spooky film um, that you love so much? Look, I, I, I it's no secret that I've been a, a horror fiend for- my whole cinematic life. But the original Sam Raimi movies were really what sort of butter my bread, you know what I mean? Mm. So <laughs> when this movie was first announced, I was like cautiously optimistic yet slightly skeptical that they were going to butcher everything that I knew and loved about the originals, which I think on paper they probably even did. They lost all the cheese in the camp, mm. but somehow made it so much more amazing. I, I just, I fucking love this film. Mm. Really? Yeah. So, I well, sounds like I might be the only one. 
<laughs> no, no I'm ju- I was just curious. I was curious because uh, mm. some of the thoughts are like super negative about this film. Some of them are super positive, and it's just it's it's interesting to see what you think about this film. Yeah, it seems to be pretty split as well. Like people mm. love it or hate it. I did a little bit of research, and it's like five stars or two stars, or like yeah, the only it. ratings that I found on this movie, which is really interesting. I think it's pretty divisive in the fact that, you know, it does stray a lot from what we loved about the cult classics mm. that was the original franchise, you know. There is no Ash. There is no cheesy, well, well there is. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But you know what I mean? They, they sort of try to distance themselves from that and try to breathe this new, real, gore-filled horror yeah. into, uh, into a, a remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it. Not sure what it is, mm. like a soft sequel. Yeah, because like there is the post-credit sequence, which is just Ash turning to the camera and saying "Groovy," which doesn't, you know, there's no plot there. Yeah, so I don't know if it is a part of the actual universe of the other films or if it is just yeah, its own thing. I guess it depends on where the movie next year is going because mm. we're getting that Evil Dead Rise film next year. Um, Correct. So if that's a sequel to this, it might combine both universes. I don't know. We'll see. Imagine the crossover event we didn't know we wanted. That'd be pretty cool. Mm. Mm, I'm on board. Zach, what did you think? First impressions? Well, uh, look, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't as big as of a fan of this movie. Uh, what I like about the series is Ash. <laughs> um, Ash, is, Ash is my catalyst for watching this series. So the fact that he's not here certainly was a doubt. I don't think it's a bad film, though. I, I like it. It's a good horror film. It was good horror film. I was surprised at how good it was, actually. Mm, yeah, because you were quite negative going into it, I think, when we finished up yeah. The Army of Darkness, and I was like, well, next up, it's a remake of the first movie. You went, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, no. Well, most remakes nowadays are just cash grab yeah. garbage, you know? And it's like, uh, why did you remake this? It was good to begin with. Now you've you've stomped on its grave, you know? But this one... This one. The grave, the grave comes back. I'd yeah. say comes back out of the grave. Out of out of all of the horror remakes, like I'm thinking Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. or that Elm Street one. Oh boy, oh uh, boy. the Halloween stuff, the Rob Zombie ones. I'm not a huge fan of that, but this is definitely a step above all those remakes in my mind. Like this is quite good. What probably would have made the masses much happier is if this was just a standalone horror film. Mm. Yeah. Had this had been a standalone horror film, people would have been able to see that there were nods to Evil Dead throughout, but they would have looked at it as its own thing, and I reckon it would have blown the fucking doors off the world. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say if they just released this on its own, it would have been way better and I could have enjoyed it more, but all I could think of was where's where's my charismatic hero? (laughs) Because I'm not going to lie... I hated, like, 90% of the characters, which is kind of the point, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole point of them. Except I like the the girl at the end. She does the yeah. whole, like, yeah. murderer thing with a chainsaw, and I'm like... Because, mm. uh, spoiler, I'm skipping right to the end, because, of course, <laughs> this is Patreon. We don't give a shit. They do, a, like, a switcheroo of the main character at the very end. Yeah. Which I liked a lot. Which I liked a lot, and I liked that she suddenly was this wise guy. I wish they had done that halfway through the movie, though. Mm. If they had done halfway through the movie, it'd be like, boom, now she's the main character. He's dead. I would have been like, oh, shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. I would have been way more down. But they only pull it at the very end, and I was like, ah, oh, man. 
I quite liked her as a character. There is a lot of call for a direct sequel with her as the main character as well. I've seen a lot of people just yeah. just clamoring for that. Yeah, her as Mia was unreal. Yeah. Look, I love Elijah Wood, Elijah but Wood? Uh, I didn't I didn't feel he was <laughs> I didn't feel he was good at this. <laughs> <laughs> he did look like Elijah Wood. This is true. No, he did. I can't unsee it now. Then again, TJ Miller's performance was quite good. What did you guys think? <laughs> oh, no. I am only now realising that this film is just full of A-list lookalikes. <laughs> ah, yeah, All star yeah. cast. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That character, though, what was his name? Eric, the blonde guy? Eric, yeah. I, I was mad at him the entire time. <laughs> oh, my God. But to be fair, he did cop it the worst out of everybody oh, by yeah. a country mile. Oh, yeah. Mm. Before we get any more in depth, we probably should let the audience know who haven't seen the movie a little bit about the plot. Scorn, what is the general kind of story going on in this film? Um, a group of friends gather at a cabin in the woods to uh, help their friend Mia or Maya uh, try and overcome her drug addiction by helping her go cold turkey. You know, trapping her in a, in a secluded cabin and uh, forcing the, uh, the addiction out of her through sheer... I don't know. Anyway... <laughs> Her estranged brother comes back. Friends who've been there, done that with her before, apparently are all there for another go around to try and get her to get off the gear. That That's sort of like the loose premise of why they're there. A mm-hmm. uh, book found in the basement. Turns out that book is the Necronomicon. What? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Even against everyone's better judgment, our good friend Eric thinks it's a great idea (laughs) to unbound a book that's wrapped in barbed wire and skin and somehow bleeding and read from it. Yep. Seems like a good read. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with this. If I'm being honest, curiosity would probably get the better of me too, and I would also be quite tempted. I might be Eric in this situation. Mm. I don't know if I'd, like, if I would read the words, though. Mm. Just think them out loud. Just think them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, why why does he need to read out loud? Second Mm. off, after watching this movie, I'm definitely not going to do that. That seems like a terrible (laughs) idea. I guess thinking about it, when you're in a room by yourself reading a book, who reads out loud? Uh, No one. (laughs) Like, kids who are learning to read, perhaps, when they're sounding out words, potentially. Well, Eric is kind of dumb, so maybe Eric is learning to read. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, that's it. That's it. Maybe. That's Eric's character arc. He's learning how to read. (laughs) The only characters that read out loud are children or movie characters that need to progress the plot forward. Yeah. Mm. Those are the only two people. So then, yeah, after that, a bunch of deadites are being all creepy and lots of gore. That's the whole film. Yeah. Lots of gore. Hyper gore. It's wonderful. The the gore was certainly quite good in this film. It was. There's a lot to unpack, too. It's very, uh, because, like, at this point, what, 2013, in terms of gory, high-budget horror films, there was Saw, Mm -hmm. and is that it? To this level, I I think, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No, in terms of gore, this this was the top dog of its time, I feel. Yeah, everything's coated red. You know, it's grimy, it's gross. There's so much blood just everywhere at all times. I don't think there's a single scene after, like, the Necronomicon stuff. Maybe maybe it's, like, halfway through the movie, and then for the rest of the movie, there's, like, always blood on screen. Yeah. Just always. It's great. And it looks really solid as well. I mean, some of those later Saw films uh, have very obvious CG blood. There's none of that, really. Mm. Like, I would assume that some of this is computer-generated gore, but uh, you can't really tell. 
Oh, I hated when they ripped their arms off or, or <laughs> cut them off. Those those were very, very just not comfortable for me. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, that is a good effect. Yikes. There is a uh, that one particular scene with the electric roast carver and oh, an yeah. arm. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Which, based on that response, gives you a great idea of how visceral it was. It's got to be one of my my standout gore scenes in that movie. Mm. Iconic. Mm. It's a good twist on the scene from Evil Dead 2 as well, because there's none of the slapstick, but it's still quite obviously paying homage because it's in the kitchen and everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like the sort of- they didn't do the same. They sort of parried it it almost. Mm. This character is the one that loses their arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This character is the one that makes the deadite eat a chainsaw. You know, it's, it's that was good. Ash's role gets sort of spread out through the cast. Yeah, everyone's a badass in this movie, aside from maybe Eric. Yeah, and I what uh, what was her name? Natalie, the boyfriend of the, uh, sorry, the girlfriend of the the main character. She did not much. Mm, no, not really. She had a hand in things. Hey. <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> hey. She shot the guy with nails. That was pretty good. I appreciated it. One thing of gore that, like, no matter what it's in, it always makes me feel a bit icky is eye stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I was very glad that there was some eye stuff in this because I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's gory, but, you know, it's not really like uh, I'm feeling gross, but I could feel grosser. And then we, we get the ice yeah. stabbing an eye with a needle. And I was like, oh, there we go. <laughs> now I feel disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> now I definitely need a shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. 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 This movie definitely makes you want to take a shower. So props to it for that. That's very good. Did you watch this in a theater, Scorn? I imagine that would have been amazing. I did. It was phenomenal uh, in a, in a theatre and I can still recall it many years later. It was uh, very enjoyable. Mm. Was there a particular moment where people in the theatre went ill, like where there was like an audible kind of response to what was happening? Yeah, and uh, it's actually, I mean, yes, it's a gory moment, but it's out of all of them, perhaps not the goriest. It's when she takes a, a Stanley knife to her tongue and splits it down the middle. Oh, Yeah. She sort of runs her tongue up the blade of a Stanley knife and it cuts long ways. And uh, yes, very uncomfortable. Really cool if you're a a sicko like myself Mm. and enjoys that sort of thing in a movie. Oh, yeah. But that moment is what got a gasp out of the uh, the audience. Mm, mm. That's interesting. Yeah, that's the one out of all of them. Yeah. There's that moment uh, where someone's hand gets like- Split. (laughs) Torn apart, right? With a crowbar, yeah. Yeah. Right down the middle. Yeah. I, I am trying to recall there was another moment. I'm just not sure if it was me enjoying that moment or if it was mm-hmm. uh, a crowd reaction. It was definitely the crowbar to the hand, the mm. hand splitting. That was rough. Yeah, what a moment. It must have been the face with a piece of glass as well. Mm. Oh. Uh, that girl carving her face off with a piece of glass. Yes. Which is another thing that happened. Yeah. In the shower. The sound design of that moment is like. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's what did it for a lot of people. And then she turns around and you see, yeah, a giant chunk of cheek just missing. Yeah. Hanging around. It's having a good old time, you know? Oh, man. Oh, man. Especially with modern special effects, right? Because, like, that original movie, it's it's incredible, right? It's a masterclass, of course. But a lot of it is, like, when you see someone chopping a leg in half, it is a close-up on the leg. You can't have the full body there because they just, you know, yeah. they, they weren't able to do that at the time. So, that's one thing I loved about this was having a person's face... And the arm being cut in half in one shot, like it, you know, yeah, it, 100%. it sells it. Perhaps a 
little bit more. I, I don't know. That first Evil Dead movie is to like a five out of five for me. I think it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas I think this movie is more of a three for me, uh, okay. to be honest. And it's not a bad movie. In fact, I, I could watch it again. Although I would next time not have my lunch beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie error. <laughs> it it's just has that modern uh, effects that looks so much more gritty real, whereas the Evil Dead, it has the charm of it. It looks bad sometimes. All the Deadites are in clown makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like that sort of thing. But that adds charm. And I think I, I missed that charm from the previous movies. And I, I like what Scorn said. If this was a standalone, I would have mm. enjoyed it a lot more because I really liked Ash. Ash was one of the big things that I really liked. I liked the charm and charisma and just the silliness of it all. I liked the silly, silly horror. Mm-hmm. And that was here, but it, it really was like a thing in the background. That being said, the girl character, I quite liked her. Yeah, Mia was cool. Yeah, I feel like if they just focused her and made her sort of a more of a character. Yeah, because she's a demon for, what, half the movie? Mm, Yeah. And a fucking good one. Oh, yeah. And then she uh, gets revived. Well, I don't, I don't, science, how does, magnets, how do (laughs) they work? Am I right, Sandro? (laughs) It's all magnets. She's alive again. Wow. And then and then she becomes the main character. I really liked her, and I wish they had just done more with that. Yeah, okay. Because I, I, I feel like I would have liked a sort of more main character. Because honestly, I just didn't like the brother. I think that's why I, I'm, I'm a bit downer on it. I didn't like the brother very much, but I liked her a lot, so there you go. Yeah, the brother was... I think for, for me, a lot of it is the performance and the writing... Because he gets a lot of the mm. kind of sappy dialogue, and I don't know if he delivers it as well as someone else perhaps could have. I don't know. What do you think, Scott? No, I, I I agree. I mean, everyone other than Mia is fairly expendable, mm. somewhat forgettable. I mean, we remember Eric because he's that fucking annoying. <laughs> we remember mm. we remember the brother because you know not the best sort of brother. Everyone else though, you're like, uh, what was their name again? Which one were they? Sorry. But but that's the same in the first movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, nothing against Elijah Wood. He was great. At this, <laughs> but the sappy story didn't help, I think. Because Ash, Ash goes through the whole movie like, oh, my friends just died. Well, that's a bummer. Moving on. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. It's just watching a man get more and more tormented and he just he just loses his mind by the end of the second film. Yeah, if he, if he had a bit more bravo about everything, I think I would have liked it a bit more. But like, yeah. He didn't really have that. Uh, he didn't have that alpha persona mm. you know yeah he's he's a brother and i i feel like he's supposed to be the lead in this movie mm. or at least that's what they're pushing for but there's nothing stand out about him as a character there is no hero factor there is no yeah bravado about him he's just another guy yeah whereas i think the sister actually had that sort of bravado sure, yeah yeah 100 she had to stay with her sick mother then she got into drugs but she's trying to get over the drugs you know she's she's like battling She's fighting, and then she has to deal with the devils. 
she has that sort of bravado, mm. that sort of hero quality. Yeah. Which I, I liked from the first one. Yeah. It's interesting comparing it to the, the first one as well, because I think, like, 80s horrors in general, mm. they don't care at all about character. They're, like, they're just a bunch of meatbags. We're going to put them in a house. If someone likes one of the characters, you'll probably see them again in the sequel, but we're not going to really bother with any backstory. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in this movie, and it's the same with most reboots. I mean, that's one of the reasons why that Nightmare on Elm Street reboot is so awful, because it adds just completely useless backstory to everybody. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of that here, but it maybe bogs down the first 20 minutes. But after that, they kind of forget about a lot of it. Oh, yeah, that goes out the window. I like the intro where they all meet up and then they're, like, talking. They're talking, like, smack to each other. Yeah, whoever wrote that dialogue has clearly never talked smack to anyone before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Well, it is written by... Fader Alvarez, who is also the director, he co-wrote it with the guy that he wrote the Don't Breathe movies with. Right. And I think this was the first English project that they worked on. So I think there's a little bit of that kind of in play. You know, it's their first time writing um, an English movie. And, it, you know, with the debut film, sometimes the dialogue's not not great straight out the gate. And that's okay. It's okay. That's okay. I mean, that first Evil Dead movie is pretty awful dialogue. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, that, yeah, that bit's forgivable. I, I, I physically cringed when they were talking at the start, when they were like, <laughs> oh, you're a doctor? And it's like, no, I'm a nurse. It's, it's like, ah. That nurse is like the only cast member that I really recognize. I was like, oh, she's from Cloverfield. And she does nothing for the whole film. <laughs> nothing. Oh, she, she tranquilizes the, the, the sister and then the sister just gets up. I was um, just looking into the script and yeah, the director and and writer, they co-wrote the script and then the studio brought in this third guy to quote unquote, Americanize the dialogue because oh, no. English isn't the writer's first language. I think it might've been that person's fault. Yeah. yeah, no. Oh, that sounds right. <laughs> ah, the writer of Jennifer's Body. That's a good movie though. Not for its writing. <laughs> yeah, no, not for its writing. I do want to talk about the directing for a bit, though, because um, Fadi Alvarez, what he went on to do, Don't Breathe. Mm -hmm. Like, he's really good. I like the general look of this movie. I think it's shot really well. The atmosphere is great. Mm -hmm. He does a great uh, job with the lighting. There's a lot of uh, pretty cool, like, dark moments with the light coming in through the window. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. yeah, it looks amazing. And then, of course, the blood rain sequence just looks incredible. Yes, it does. His style, his... Uh the way he shoots and frames and, and everything is, is actually incredible. I am a big fan of the aesthetic that he manages to achieve with his movies. I want to get your thoughts on one thing. The uh, air raid siren that plays during spooky moments. Yeah. I think, I think it's almost synonymous with spooky moments in most movies these days. Um, I'm almost desensitized to it in that I'd be more aware if I didn't hear it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, it, it didn't rub me the wrong way at all. I, I, I stand this whole everything about this movie, mm. sound engineering wise. So <laughs> it wins in my book. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't really think about it. I, uh, I've only now realized that there was it in the movie. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm actually lost in thought thinking about it now. I'm like, holy shit, you're right. Mm -mm. That was a thing that was very, very prominent in that movie. And I didn't sort of even realise until you mentioned it just then. But I think it worked like a treat. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. 
The only thing that really I noticed about the sound particularly mm -hmm. was the cicadas. Whenever I hear that, like, at, like, the start of the movie, yeah. you know, when everything's calm and normal and things... But those cicadas, now, whenever I hear a cicada, it's it's going to be like, oh, shit, <laughs> dead heights, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> Gave me the heebie-jeebies. I did want to mention that that cold opening was really cool, where we see this unnamed girl out in the woods and she gets captured by, mm. like, what appears to be hillbillies. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what, uh, what I really enjoyed about this movie is that it really didn't take long to get started at all. Yeah. It opens hectic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was that was pretty great. Yeah. I, I liked the whole thing. And then we think, oh, she she's being tortured by these evil town folks. But ha-ha, jokes on you, she was the evil the whole time. Mm -hmm. With one of the best reveals, she's talking with the dad and then... <laughs> just very casually says, but I'll swallow your soul, daddy. And yeah. the music comes yeah. out and you're like, ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it is. It's very good. And then I immediately laughed because they said daddy, but, you know. <laughs> no, that was, that was very silly. There was some nice, silly little things in here, mm. um, which was a nod to the sort of sillier side of things, which I quite liked, like, eat this with the chainsaw. I was like, ah, there you go. That chainsaw scene was great. Oh, it was. Yeah. It really was. Go back to hell. I must admit, I did laugh when the brother gives Mia the necklace, which is a big part of the mm. first two Evil Dead movies, yeah. the fact that Ash gives his girlfriend this necklace. Mm -hmm. I did laugh at that because then she immediately throws it away and I'm like, aha, they're doing that thing that reboots like to do. Yep. Yeah. It's like, oh, what is this shitty necklace? <laughs> Fuck this shit. There's some changes from the original as well. The Necronomicon does not have a face in this one, which I think was a pretty cool mm. decision mm. that definitely made it less comedic. Yeah. I mean, and if you're leaning to a serious movie or a more serious tone for your movie you've got to sort of sacrifice some of those things yeah i liked uh i liked that the guy tried to burn it mm -hmm. uh which of course was the answer to solving it in the first movie the guy goes and burns it and it's like it doesn't burn and i'm like oh shit that's not good. <laughs> Uh-oh. So that's a change. I think the evil force that you see the POV of kind of running through the woods, that's got mm. a voice in this one as well. That was a cool change. Yeah. Yeah, there were some subtle whispers yeah. uh, as it was traveling, which, yeah, was very absent in the originals. I wish they'd done a few more of it because we didn't see too much of the, the POV. There's that moment, I think, where Mia is standing in the living room with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And we have one of those moments with the uh, the POV as it rushes up to the door and bursts the front door open and then everyone's engulfed in yep. wind. And yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Yes. Oh, uh, the tree scene is updated, but there is still a tree rape, which is interesting that they included that because I'm pretty sure Sam Raimi in 2013 was talking about how he regrets putting that in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still quite uncomfortable. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. So that's in there. There's a moment where a character pees their pants and I wrote down very realistic colour in my notes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pissing honey. Your number one, number one. <laughs> Great peeing pants effects. It's very good. It's very good. I mean, you're a professional on the subject. So of I, peeing I would... your pants? I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all my notes, yeah. As I was uh, making some mental notes myself when I watched this last week, I was writing down the names of all the uh, the uh, the characters, and I, I feel like this is probably a known fact, and I'm just a bit late to the party. Uh -huh. But we have David, Eric, yep. Mia, Olivia, and Natalie. 
And if you take the first letter of each of those, it spells out demon. Oh. Which to me was an incredibly cool little tidbit. Whoa. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is very cheeky. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. So I thought that was a really cool little, you know, factoid for you. Oh, that's a cool little secret. Oh, I like as well at the start, they're like, uh, for the demon to rise or something, five people need to be sacrificed. And because mm. Mia technically dies and then is brought back, uh, it is five people at the end. Mm. And they don't ever do the thing where she's like, oh, no, my brother died. That makes five people. The demon's coming. They expect the audience to remember. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, most of this movie was shot in order, too. Oh, ah. And that was because of the amount of blood that was used throughout the movie just got more and more intense as the movie progressed. Mm. It saved them having to worry about continuity issues and things like that. Yeah, okay. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, well, I mean, after the actors died, they can't have them film any shots again, right? That's right. Once you're dead, you're dead. That's science. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, apparently there is no CGI in the movie at all. I'm just in wow. the, uh, the trivia page here. They use some to touch up some of the effects, but there's no, like, fake blood spurts or anything. Yeah. So that's great. I did either read or watch an interview with uh, uh, Fede, Fede, <laughs> Fede, um, that as a, an homage to the original, which was entirely practical effects, mm. he was aiming to do exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else? No, no, none other than, you know, I personally love this film. I, I think it's phenomenal. Uh, the acting, you know, not the best. Some of the line delivery, not the greatest. But all in all, as far as a horror film goes, a high budget, balls to the wall, high gore filled horror movie. There is nothing to not love about it for me. For me, it ticks all the boxes. Honestly, I was a bit harsh on this film, I think. I bumped my score up a bit. <laughs> yeah. It's just I really miss Ash, and I didn't like the characters very much. Yeah, him having his little cameo, his little two-second groovy right at the end, like, yeah. that was apparently, or people are theorizing that that was his approval of the movie. And, you know, what more do you need? you got the big man himself. Mm. Zach, older you're a goodie, what do you think? Oh, definitely a goodie. Definitely a goodie. It made me feel disgusting. Excellent. And and filthy. I'm I'm now a filthy, filthy boy. That's the high that I always chase with these movies. So Yeah, yeah. Just feeling gross. You want to be a filthy, filthy boy? Yeah. Yeah, I need a sponge bath at the end of every viewing. Uh, I live for it. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Excellent. A goodie from Zach. I'm guessing a goodie from you as well, Scorn. Yeah, it's definitely a goodie from me, hands down. 100%. And uh, yeah, a goodie from me as well. I think, just like Zach, this is my first time watching this movie. I don't know why. I have like I, I kind of avoided it. But then people like you, Scorn, were saying it's, it's really good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so it made me watch it. And I'm glad I... I've, you know, I'm glad I finally watched it. A goodie from all three of us. Well, hello there. My name's Sally McSeller. I'm an American, and I'm here to wish you a happy new year. Just kidding. I'm also here to sell you patreon.com forward slash oldie but a goodie pod. Do you want to support Sandro and Zach through their podcasting adventures? Head over to patreon.com forward slash oldie but a goodie pod and get bonus episodes like Friday the 13th part 7. They reviewed it. Here's a clip. We've got Melissa. She's the rich one. I called her Princess Diana in my notes because she looks like Princess Diana. Not saying Princess Diana's mean. I'm just saying that what she was wearing looked very similar to something Princess Diana would wear. I'm going to hit you with a what the fuck, Sandra. 
That's fucked up. And then the other characters. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we move on, for you saying something even worse than before, I want you cancelled on Twitter for saying that that character was Princess Diana. That guy with coin. She looks like she's dressed like Princess Diana. I don't know what to say. They're a bitch character. She's the, the rich bitch. I guess. But I don't like saying that, so I'm calling her Princess Diana. Rich bitch. Yeah, no, instead you're insulting the name of Princess Diana, our beloved monarch, our true queen. Our beloved monarch? No monarchs are beloved, but she was one of the good ones, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that was such a great clip, and you can head over to patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod to get every single Friday the 13th review, including that one of number seven. It's spooky. Oki and I'm Selly McSeller. I'm an American. Oh, by the way, head to Patreon. You can also get ad-free and bonus episodes of the main show. That's crazy. And one bonus episode a month. Sometimes two if they're doing a special event. It's fucking amazing. Oh, I swore I should have done that. Yeehaw! Now, usually we do raving reviews, but I'm in charge. But, Zach, what happened? Well, I forgot that we were doing a Patreon, and I did it anyway. I did all the work, so we're not going to waste the work. We're just going to let Zach do it anyway. (laughs) It's Patreon. There are no rules. It's Patreon. It's true. There are no rules. So, uh, Scorn. Yes, mate. You you did this the other other day, right? You know how to play the game. Uh, yep. So I don't need to explain that I get these from no, Rotten Tomatoes. not this again. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, hell that yeah. I get these reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, and I read them out loud, and uh, I, uh, you guys have to guess the score that they rated their reviews just by w- what they said in their review. Gotcha. Um, I don't need to explain any of that to you. So. Oh, yeah, and the Rotten Tomatoes score is 63% for both. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. And the critics and the reviews. I think it's like everybody who didn't like it liked Ash, but the rest of it could move on past that and enjoy it for what it was. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure one of the negative reviews is a parent being like, oh, too, too gory. Why is this in theatre? Yeah, mm. probably. Uh, ben says, not as good as the original, but almost just as good. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, who shall go first? Oh, you take point, my friend. I'll follow your lead. Cool. Not as good as the original, but almost as good. I'm going to go 3.5. I'd peg the original out of five, and he says almost as good. I want to go 4.5. 4.5. It's four out of five. Oh, four out of five. Freak. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. I think that happened last time where you both were doing this. It was always right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, big time. Anthony says, if you thought the original Evil Dead was intense, you may leave the room with wet pants after this one. <laughs> Bring it back to wet pants. Four. I'm going to go for that 4.5. I'm going to snatch that up this time. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, it's four out of five. Ooh, four out of five. Mm, feels good. We have Nicola, who says, I think I'm going to hell. <laughs> ah, no indication of if that's a good or a bad thing. Um, yep. Let's go to 2.5. Ooh, you're going right in the middle. Uh, I'll go for that four. It's five out of five. Oh, holy fuck. Okay. All right. Marcus says this movie was just terrible. Just awful. <laughs> Thumbs down emoji, swearing face emoji, <laughs> angry emoji. <laughs> Tell us why it's off. Can you go 0. 0.5 or are they just in increments of one and then up? Uh, 0.5 is the lowest you can go. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's my answer. <laughs> yeah. You think this one's a negative review? <laughs> what, what gave that away? <laughs> oh, no. Um, 
I'll go two out of five. Oh, you were close. It was three out of five. <laughs> Jesus. What's his bar? <laughs> what does he set? What does he base this on? I told you, these were some great reviews. <laughs> He's been watching Jaws 4. Yeah. Massive Jaws 4 fan. Ellie says, full of terrorism and gore. I, I, terrorism? I don't yeah. think they know what terrorism means. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think I know what they were trying to say. <laughs> That's not exactly what you meant to say. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't remember the terrorists in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Damn propaganda film. Oh, uh, maybe Eric was a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, a movie with terrorism, I think that's better too. Um, it's got to be a two. I don't know. I'll go four. Yeah, it's 4.5. What? Okay. I have no frame of reference for anything anymore. <laughs> that was something else. Hey, hey, I know these ones have been quite hard. Mm. I, I picked some good ones because they were very deceptive, but the last one's very obvious. Okay. Justin says, blood, blood, blood. Oh. <laughs> That's it. You're right in the obvious part. Clearly he rated that. Um Four. Yep, okay. I'll go for a five out of five. It's four out of five. Oh, baby, let's go. There you go. Well, there we go. Scorn's on two points. I'm on one. You won. Congratulations. Snatch the crown. How about that? How about that? We're one apiece. Ah, but it's on Patreon, so it doesn't count. (laughs) Ah, yeah, good point. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah, unlucky. I'm still a loser. (laughs) You're always a winner in our hearts. (laughs) Oh, stop it. Not outside our hearts, though. (laughs) No, no. Uh, Yeah, okay. Well, that's the episode. Thank you for joining us, Scorn. No, like I said, thank you for having me back, boys. It was a blast, as always. It was a lot of fun. And uh, you're back on the the main show soon Mm. as well. Soon. TM. TM. But until next time, thank you so much for subscribing. We appreciate it. You're keeping the show alive and uh, we'll see you next time. Farewell. Bye. I'll suck your soul, (laughs) daddy. (laughs) Get out. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.